from the Pictures Out There studios. Welcome to the Pictures Out There podcast series with Dave Fogelman and Lee Stewart. Pictures Out There ties the future to the present and is a new approach for vision and action toward a better future. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Hello, everyone. This is Lee. And this is Dave. Welcome to podcast number three in the series, Pictures Out There. Thank you very much for the gift of your time and attention today. Let's briefly review our first two podcasts around this concept, Pictures Out There. In week number one, we just talked about the concept itself. How do we paint vivid, compelling pictures to move us forward as individuals, as groups, as teams, as entire societies? How can we imagine a future that is better than our present? Then, in podcast number two, we were far more specific and pointed in creating a picture for what spirituality and religion might look like to future generations. Now, we're going to mention a couple of other examples of impactful pictures to further illustrate this concept. Thanks, Lee. And one of the ones that uh, I'm going to share now is quite a bit different than the other pictures from famous people that we've mentioned before. It's George Orwell's picture of a frightening potential future in his classic 1984 that he painted, we will say, in the hope that humanity would see the dangers of dictatorships and lost liberty and would be inspired to act by choosing a different path for its political and social future. Let's make sure that all of our pictures are freighted with positivity and love and hope. Those will be the antidote to what George Orwell was trying to accomplish by showing us this is how things can get if you're not paying careful attention and if you don't make different choices. Let's look at another picture. This one from Nobel Prize winning Desmond Tutu, the architect of the truth and reconciliation process in South Africa. This was the picture that Desmond Tutu painted. He said, do your little bit of good where you are. It's those little bits of good put together that can overwhelm the world. This is a picture. So when we are using that phrase, when we're talking about the power of pictures, it doesn't look one way. He is, he is painting a picture where we all as individuals would have that focus on just our individual power and what we individually can do to make the world better. And the aggregate of that overwhelms the world. Overwhelms the world. Yeah. It may seem like creating pictures at any level would be an obvious thing for all of us to go do with any situation, issue, or opportunity. But we rarely do. Why? We wholeheartedly believe in pictures. It's the whole reason we're doing this series. But what we want to do today is take a look at the top 10 reasons why people choose to not do this. Of course, we think that we all should. But we want to have some fun with some of those excuses that we all come up with and that we've come up with, too, in our lives. And so we're going to go through the top 10 list of reasons why people shouldn't do pictures. 
So there are many, many reasons that we may excuse ourselves from doing this whole pictures thing. So here are just a few, if you will, our top 10 reasons not to create pictures. Number one. Da-da-da, da-da-da. I can't do it. I just simply cannot do it. It is too hard for me to visualize the future that I really want. It is simply too hard. The notion of stopping for two minutes, five minutes, an hour, however long it might take for me to actually articulate what I would like to have happen, what I would like the world to be, or if I'm looking at myself, what I would really like to go do. Yeah, too, too hard. It's just too difficult. I don't, I don't know where to start. The story of someone who asked uh, the novelist, how do you write? And I love that in terms of how do you do pictures? How do you do that? Well, one word at a time. <laughs> yes. You just start. You just start. You just start. And so you will be amazed at how much easier it is to do once you're past that first word, that first thought, you'll be amazed at what your mind, your imagination will come up with. Lee, point number two. Okay, reason number two not to do pictures. Well, I can't do it, not necessarily because it's too difficult, but because the future is just too scary to even think about, right? It's better just to stay in the present and just let life move us along, ride the existing tide. Don't think too much about the future because it can be a daunting place. We're certainly sitting here right now in 2021. We're uh, dealing with uh, health crises, public health crises. We are obviously still dealing with uh, war or national aggression, different places, uh, we deal still with hunger and famine, climate change, with poverty, climate change. You know, I, I will go and think about that for a little bit, but then I just kind of want to go back to the safety of the present. Lee and I want to underscore all, you know, this top 10 list that we're having some fun with here. It, a, a number of those are things that he and I have done at different points in our life. It, it's, it's a very human thing to try to think of reasons why not. Yeah, I think our belief is that the only way to fail, and I'll place fail in quotation marks, is to do nothing. If you try to draw a picture, and it's not quite the picture you felt you had in your mind originally, but you can't quite articulate it to your liking, that's not a failure. You've taken action, you've overcome some fear. So failure here, probably can be defined as just accepting the status quo and doing nothing. Oops, but here comes reason number three. Number three, what if I don't actually create the picture that I have, quote, drawn? Well, that would mean I failed, right? Ooh. It's not good to fail. Who wants to fail? <sighs> it makes you look bad. It makes you unsuccessful. People might think you're stupid. Maybe they'll say, oh, you're so unrealistic. You're out of touch with reality. Who wants any of that? It's better just to set a very low bar, one that you are sure you can meet. Well, that results in little tiny pictures. Somebody wants to say, what have I done? What have I accomplished? Uh, even if I haven't done what I could have done, even if I haven't been true to my dreams and, and my most ambitious aspirations, I can describe successes that I've had. I will know 
that they weren't what they could have been, that I, that I didn't aspire as much as I could have and try. But I can, I can feel pretty good. Uh, but I will know that I, I didn't do everything I could have. But gosh, that deal of where you're judged by other people and, and they're uh, you know, potentially saying you're not successful or criticizing you, ooh, I just I don't want to go there with that. Reason number four among the top ten reasons not to do pictures. Well, if I don't draw a picture, then I will not be handcuffed by my own dreams. That would just be putting more pressure on myself. And as we've established, life is stressful enough already. The flow of life brings stress. I really want to take on something that might create pressure on me. Really? Right. Why would, I, why would anybody choose that for themselves? Why would, why would I do that? Reason number five. Reason number five. I do not want to sign up, so to speak, for any picture, even <laughs> my own picture. Okay? I may decide just to take it easy or maybe just be a little bit lazy. I'm happy where I'm at. I'm content. Life is pretty good. Maybe not great. Maybe not as good as it could be, but I'll just stay put. Yeah, I'm doing okay. But reason number six becomes, what if nobody else likes my picture? Uh. What if we cannot agree on what our collective pictures should look like? My peer group. Isn't it just better to keep our disagreements disguised about where we're trying to go? Just keep them under a blanket so that we can all get along, maintain the peace, maintain the harmony. Well, the problem with that is denying our true wishes, we think, is important to maintaining civility, right? But there was a key word in there, Dave, denying. Uh, In the course of that, uh, there could be conflict, which we would say is always constructive conflict. If, if someone is listening to a picture that I have or a picture that Lee has and, and you're in our podcast audience and you're thinking, well, my picture of that's different of that topic, you know, our reaction is cool. Good. Great. Let's talk about it. Exploring I, I, differences is learning. I'm, I'm curious as to what yours is. I may learn something. What you say, not an attempt to try to tell me my picture is wrong, but just in the course of our conversation, uh, I may augment my view of the world, my, my sense of things. I look forward to that. I look forward to that exchange. Reason number seven, never to get involved with this whole pictures thing. Let's just let things evolve. Let's just let them develop organically, naturally. We don't want to plan too much because if we do, it may take the spontaneity out of what we do. So to not participate in creating the pictures at whatever level you're talking about or thinking of is just exiting from using your power. You are, you're making a conscious choice to leave your power on the bench and to just not have it work either for you or for groups of people that you're involved with or for the world. I like to think of it as if you put that power on the bench, you're letting your life be lived for you rather than you living it actively. Reason number eight. Yep. I don't really know what I want for myself for the future. I really haven't done the introspection and reflection to understand what it is that I want. Our vision of pictures is not to say that you create this one picture 
and now for the rest of your life, it's never going to change. It's never going to evolve and grow. But what we're saying is if you don't at least create something that is from you, that's your aspirations, even if it's not completely defined, even if you're not totally sure, then you have nothing that you're aiming toward. And again, you, your power is on the bench. Yeah, absolutely. There has to be at least one brush stroke on your canvas to get you started. Right, right. And lots of times then as you take actions toward those first brush strokes, as Lee said, the rest of your picture starts getting clarified. You start seeing things. You, you start moving down the path toward it. And other parts of that canvas start becoming more clear to you. Ooh, have a couple here. We're moving toward the end of our top 10. Reason number nine. Number nine. I am extremely risk averse. I have way more fear about that which I might lose than I have motivation about that which I might gain. The world is waiting for you. There is no risk to your action because the world is, is sitting here waiting for you, for the real you, for your dreams and aspirations to be put forth in the pictures you create and then the actions you take. And finally, number 10 on our top 10 reasons of not to get involved with this pictures concept at all, <sighs> probably, arguably, <laughs> is the hardest one of all to overcome. It's simply stated, I don't like change. Period. Period. <laughs> I don't like change. Get it away from me. Well, truly, Dave, many of us do experience change fatigue. That's a real phenomenon. The world moves fast, uh, both in our professional working and personal lives. There's constant change. Uh, I like to teach people because I teach change management and I'm a change management consultant to organizations to say the following. You've heard it before. Okay, you don't like change. It's happening to you whether you like it or not. So why not take control of it? When you uh, have a change that is going to be made and it's impacting other people, uh, whether that's a group, an organization, a nation, um, a family, you uh, prepare for that. You use all the classic change principles, good communication, good explanation, giving people the opportunity to picture the impact of the change on them and then you don't you, once that's done you go do it and and what has always been amazing to me is on the other side of of what is good preparation for a change which pictures certainly would be right they yes. would be describing that change yes. and give people a chance to internalize that I'm always amazed by how quickly people adjust. Well, the human creature is remarkably adaptable and adaptive. Uh, we're unaware of it. We're like fish swimming in the proverbial water. We're just not aware of it, but we are remarkably resilient and adaptive creatures. So we can talk about we don't like change when indeed we're changing all the time. Right. Yeah. Nothing ever stays the same. Yeah. This notion that change is this foreign thing or, oh, oh, here's change. It's every day. It's every moment. And so how do we harness it? How do we harness it toward what we want, what we believe in? Acknowledge it as a reality, take control of it, paint pictures. Exactly. So those were the top 10 reasons that you might not want to paint a picture. But let's talk about when we choose to not paint a picture of our future, whether that's for us individually, as, as parts of teams or organizations or society, that what happens is we tend to stagnate or we may even regress 
or we move in just absurdly small steps, unnecessary small steps. As individuals, we may hold ourselves back from actualizing our truest and very best selves. And the choice to not create pictures often creates really a fear and hopelessness as a byproduct as we affirm all of our own insecurities. You know, sometimes we're told not to create pictures or even told to not use our imaginations. If you can think back to childhood, you may have had a teacher who either explicitly or at least implicitly said, oh, your imagination is too vivid. You're living in an imaginary world. Don't do that. We get all kinds of messages in our life that say, don't use your imagination. And in addition, we can get beaten down by fears and the insecurities that Dave enumerated or just simply the negativity of others around us. There is a cognitive construct that's called dichotomous framing. Now, it's quite a mouthful, Dave. Yes. What it means is we do this naturally, instinctively. It seems to be in the human DNA, if you will. We tend to look at a problem, an issue, a situation, and say it's either left or right. It's either black or white. It's either red or green. It's either this way or that way. Dichotomous framing sets us up to choose one over another. It's not necessary and typically results in a suboptimal decision. We're much better to say not this or that, but how about this and that? How about not left or right, but both left and right? We open up our imaginations and our creativity when we frame our approach to problems and questions and situations with a all rather than a or mindset. There's a quote from Mahatma Gandhi that is uh, at the beginning of the book pictures out there that I think speaks to everything that we're going to be talking about. And I'll read the quote. We but mirror the world, all the tendencies present and the outer world are to be found in the world of our body. If we could change ourselves, the tendencies in the world would also change. As a man changes his own nature, so does the attitude of the world change towards him. This is the divine mystery supreme. A wonderful thing it is and the source of our happiness. We need not wait to see what others do. The power is ours. The power is ours. A more recent individual echoed Gandhi's beliefs, Deepak Chopra, one of the most expansive thinkers alive today. He said, You are a spiritual being having a human experience. You are not a human being having a spiritual experience. Spiritual energy is the kind that never runs out. We live as ripples of energy in a vast ocean of energy. The Gandhi quote, the spirit of which is echoed with the Chopra quote, is not just an aspiration. It is how the world and life actually works. So if you're not clear on what your dreams are, what your pictures are, and are not fully acting toward those dreams and pictures, then you are, to some degree, actively working against them. Over time, there can be a sinking feeling that happens along the way. And I think we've all had that in different situations at at a minimum. I know I have, where I will look at a situation and go, I could have done more, I could have been more. 
So isn't it better to more purely pursue our picture, understanding the hills and roadblocks that we have to navigate to make them a reality? Isn't it better to more purely pursue the pictures of our dreams with communities that we're a part of? And again, that can be teams, organizations, companies, social communities. We may be involved in a more issue-specific community. Uh, while still understanding hills and roadblocks that inevitably we will have to navigate to make those a reality. The satisfaction of living the pursuit of our dreams, the journey of our dreams, can there be any greater, more satisfying life journey? And, oh, by the way, as Gandhi reminds us, this is how the world actually works anyway. And it always has, it always does, and it always will. Uh, I'll, I'll repeat one more quote uh, from uh, the great novelist Marianne Evans, who wrote under the pen name George Eliot, and she said, It is never too late to be what you might have been. And I just love that quote for the, the liberation it gives us from anything that we've done to this moment. It is a new moment. What do we want to go do? What do we want to go be? So, do you have a personal story of maybe when you used one of the top 10 excuses or reasons for not creating a picture. But think about a time when you ultimately overcame your excuse and you did indeed have the courage to create a picture and pursue it, to flesh it out, to make it real. Now think about that for a bit. Most of us have done this. We've overcome an excuse, a reason not. We've gone ahead and done it. And typically, we're happy with the results. Well, that's what we're talking about here. We should make it a habit to overcome our excuses. Simply set them aside. This takes courage. We need to get comfortable in pursuing those amazing pictures that we all possess and with the communities that we are a part of. So we are in the driver's seat of our own lives and our own dreams. Think about that as I share this song lyric. Stargazing, riding on a trail of dreams, so amazing, perched along the lighted beams. The thoughts they cross your mind of the lives you've left behind. Love's never quite as complex as it seems. Sail over stormy oceans, crazed with doubt. Waves rushing, fear commands, Turn full about. Ah, but you know better now. You've sailed that sea somehow. Can you remember the specific route? You're different now, you're told. Dreams fade as you grow old. But does this child within you have to die? Your toes long for the sand. Your ears yearn for the band. Discovery's joy survives if you try. Sun blazing, setting out on the dusty trail. It shines right on through the rain and the gale. The tricks to feel the heat. We're each in the driver's seat. Souls looking for a chance to close the sail. So we are with all humility, occasionally at the end of these podcasts, going to suggest a quick tip. And again, that's done with uh, all humility on our part. But uh, it's something for you to then be doing or thinking about or, or be aware of 
uh, in the days in between your listening to our podcasts. So we've got a quick tip here. Focus on the journey and the effort and not on point-in-time results. And you may have situations that you revisit where you may have had uh, something that you attempted to do yourself or with other people and think about what you remember and what, what was most meaningful to you. I think for a lot of us, when we look back on those things, we started those efforts with a result in mind. And what we actually end up remembering and savoring and that keeps us warm is the journey and what happened along the way and the steps we took. And in a lot of cases, it may be the things that didn't go well that we overcame. And so uh, our quick tip would be to focus on the journey and the effort and not on the results. As soon as you have painted your picture and taken the very first step, you're on that journey. And you have that to savor and celebrate and enjoy. You don't have to wait until the picture is some kind of 100% reality. Celebrate immediately. Immediately. Yep, yep. So let's commit to try that. Okay, we're now in our future generation segment. Hi, future audience, future generations. How is it out there? How is it out there? We hope everything is going great. So we've talked about this topic of, of all the reasons why not to do pictures and had some fun with that today. And we are anticipating that uh, in, in your time out in the future, that doing pictures and doing looking at things at any level, it's just more of a habit that you go create that visual, that picture, uh, in terms of where you're going and what you do, and that happens more automatically. So how do we expect that you did that? How do we expect that you got to where you are from where we are today? Uh, we would speculate that, that you put a lot of these techniques that we're describing into your education that you did with your children, and then you had means of social system support, I guess I'll call it, that you had for adults to make it to where uh, it what you didn't just have to explain why you were doing a picture it was kind of anticipated that you would do that creativity and imagination must have been rewarded and must have been uh, considered uh, mandatory imperative this is the way we're going to live our lives with great imagination and creativity I assume that must have happened for a future state to have been realized maybe instead of uh, a department of education in the future now, you've created a department of curiosity, yes. a department of imagination. imagination. And, and so you've created formal structures that, that, again, reinforce people's capability to do that. Lee, what do we, what do we think about uh, what we suspect was uh, necessary to kind of overcome the, the hills and mountains? Well, the typical limits of being human, I would imagine, uh, had to be overcome. Um, our inclination to be risk-averse, to set aside fear, to worry about the opinions of others, I would imagine that those were all greatly diminished or even eliminated. There are all sorts of things uh, in our day and age here in 2021 and forces that tell us we are, we are separated. We are separated from nature. We are separated from other people. We are separated from people who are different from us. And too often we have bought into that. And so the fact that we're assuming in the future you all have developed uh, education and, and social reinforcement that says, no, you're not alone. You are unique. We want to hear your unique dream. We want you to pursue your unique picture. But 
while you are doing that, you are connected. We are all connected. That has to be, I think, one of the things that, that helped. Okay. Here's another podcast that's come to a conclusion. We have enjoyed this very much. We hope you have as well. We really look forward to visiting with you again soon. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining our podcast today. For more information about Pictures Out There products, services, and communities, or to contact us, please visit us at picturesoutthere.com or reach out to us on Twitter at the handle at PicsOutThere. You can also find us on Facebook. Please join us for our next podcast. We hope you have the day of your dreams.